Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Whatever day that you're tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in and happy day, day that is. May this be a day that we get a little bit better. I've been speaking yesterday about this concept of moving our eyes from the world of have, which is impact, into the world of do, which is actions. And that's where I want to sort of rest today. This is all the work that we spoke yesterday about this idea of flow. Flow is a state of being in which all of our attention is at one thing. And because our attention is one place, we enable ourselves to be deeper in that area. So let's just sort of explore this for a moment. The research that Chick Mihai did shows that what is of the most pleasurable things that we do is what he calls order from chaos. What does that mean? There's chaos everywhere. This is a world of chaos. Everywhere we look, there are disparate stimuli. And our brains are, are connecting machines, right? Let's just like analyze for a second. Remember what a neuro, what, like, let, how does our brain work? Like how does neuroplasticity work? Neuroplasticity is just a connection mechanism. Right? All we're doing in our brains is they're making connections. So we connect the sound of ka to the object of the cup. Right? So what's happening in our brains is that our brains are building billions and billions of interconnections. And it's so astounding that it's hard to even appreciate it. Like, like let's go back to just cereal <laughs> for those that <laughs> still eat cereal in the morning. And not just coffee. I have more than coffee, but you know. Just eating a bowl of cereal requires so many interconnected neurons. From all the letters of the box and the sounds to the relationship between the box and the food and the milk to all of the muscles that go into not only taking the box out, but pouring it without spilling both a cereal and a milk and figuring out how to use, move your hand. Think about all the connections that go into driving a car. It's, our brain is astounding, it, but it's a connection machine. Connections, connections, connections. This, by the way, it's very, I mean, maybe we'll get to this one day about how the physical world is a mirror into the spiritual world. This is one of the most deepest spiritual concepts called Yehudim, which is connections, which is what the whole spiritual world is about. So what our brain loves to do is to draw connections, to figure out how it all pieces together, to make it all work. That's how our brain operates and makes it work. It connects. That's why we hate tension. That's why influencers understand this. If you've watched a movie before, you know that it doesn't really work if it doesn't begin in the first few minutes with some tension that you care about. 
That's why stories or books or movies or anything begins with something that creates tension in your mind. Somebody dies or there's a flashback and you're like, what does that mean? Or a speech opens up and says, let's talk about the secret to happiness. And you're like, okay. And now there's tension between the promise and what you have. When you go to a, uh, a, a an airport, um, like a Hudson News in an airport, and you look at all the titles in the books, every title basically is another form of tension. It's telling you, read me and you're going to get this. And as soon as you read the title, the secret to having loving, lasting relationships, it creates tension. That has loving, lasting relationships. I may not. Now I've got a tension. I got to make the connection. If you can look at the world and what makes us crazy is this concept called tension. Someone tells you a story, like, tell me the end. But someone tells you a story that just drags, you're like, yeah, I don't really care. The difference is not the person. It's whether the story has tension in it. And if anyone has ever studied film, filmmaking or film writing, this is like all they talk about. Tension, release of tension. Tension, release of tension. This is called the hero's journey. Tension, release of tension. That's why we love sports. Tension. So when we recognize that we're living in a world of, inter, of, of unrelated stimuli, it's chaos. And our brain hates chaos. What gives us pleasure mentally, and we're only in do right now, we're not in be, be is essence, be is your soul. Have is what happens to the outside world. Now we're living in the world of be, of do. Do is mind, hands. Remember, your brain's a computer. Your brain's not your soul. Your soul's your soul, even though your, your soul's really here. But just for, for those who are watching, your soul's really in your brain, but just not for now. Or it's in the area of your brain. But once we're in the world of do, let's get into it. Which is, if we're in the place of do, then our brains are controlling what we do. And what our brain loves more than anything in the world is order in chaos release of tension oh that's why that happened oh he wins in the end oh, there was tension between this person and my mor my morals this person shouldn't lose in my vision of the world oh in the end it works out oh, he caught the pass even he dropped the pass by the way do you understand it's better to lose than to be like oh Because at least it's a release of tension. That's why people wait to the end of the book or the story or the movie. And then when it's over, <coughs> all the tension gets released. The good guy wins and the bad guy loses. And like everything is restored to your equilibrium. And now if the movie is really good, you see order and chaos. And for those, and I actually studied this a little bit because I wrote my own film once, which is a whole other story. But I studied this for a while, years ago, filmmaking, film writing, not making not how to shoot a camera, how to write a script. It's amazing. Great films. They actually tie everything back at the end. There's no character left hanging. And in fact, if you really great films, the last scene and the first scene are almost in the same spot. It's a whole, because everything fits because the intellectual pleasure of everything fitting is unbelievable. 
So understand that our brain is trying to gain order in chaos, always. That's why a lot of it, why we feel tension, because there are things that are, are left open. Will it, won't it? Will this work out? Won't that? That's why for, for many people, this has been the most anxiety-filled period of time of all time. Because at least a lot of the news that we're getting is it's worse than it's better than it's the vaccine's coming than it's not coming. It's the here. It's not here. I thought we're done. I thought we're here again. Second wave, third wave, fourth wave, fifth wave. Like, no one has any idea. I was speaking to a, uh, a medical professional yesterday. He was sharing with me how he believes and scientifically he believes this is proven that if someone had the virus, they can't get it again. But he was explaining to me that health professionals don't want people to really know that because then it throws things off, right? Because then some people do wear masks, some people don't wear masks. How does this all work? So when you get antibody testing now, the level of antibodies is higher. So if somebody has antibodies, but it doesn't reach a certain level, they don't tell them. This is what he was telling me because they don't want people walking around knowing that like they're good because it throws everybody else off. So it just creates confusion. That's why it's so anxiety. driven. there's a snowstorm that hits and everybody's in their house for a week or a hurricane comes and then the hurricane's over, there is challenge and you move on. If you've got this virus lingering for, for periods of time, it, it causes tremendous tension because we just want order and chaos. Tell me, virus is coming at this time. We're going to be done at this time. By this time, we'll be back. Someone would say to you, no 100% chance that, that everyone will be back to normal by May. People will be like, okay, hunker down. We'll, no, it's not like that. And that's really the order that we're looking for in life. Chaos. So when you think about your life, recognize that what your brain craves more than anything in the world is order. And as there are multiple pieces, it just can't function optimally. That's why multitasking is a tremendous myth. Multitasking is the greatest path to mediocrity, as far as I'm concerned. You want to be mediocre? Take the most talented guy in the world, the most talented woman in the world. You want to make them mediocre? Just multitask them. Because it goes against how the brain works. The brain craves order. The brain craves as much order as it can so that it can make connections. And you put in multiple things spinning in different areas, it drives it crazy. And then as a result, you feel tense. You ever, you ever have this, by the way? You feel like overwhelmed. You ever like get to like middle of your day and you're like, oh my God, I got to call so-and-so. Oh my God, I got this on my to-do list. And all of a sudden someone comes in the email and then I know where there's a phone call. And all of a sudden you're like, I, I just can't. You ever have this? You're like, I just can't. And like, you know, if you're around, you watch something, you hear something, you scroll on something. You ever have this where like there's 15 things to do and you find yourself like scrolling social media? You're like, I just can't need a break. What do you break for? We're not in a factory. Not, this isn't like 1922. We're not working like 18-hour shifts for 13 cents in conditions with, you know, you know, asbestos. We're living in 2020. We... We don't need a break. No, our brains are, we're not aligned. So our brains are like this, 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 it's all over the place. And then we feel, as Miriam said, overwhelmed. And so this feeling 
of overwhelm is what holds us back emotionally from being better. This feeling of ordering chaos is what we're trying to do. But when the chaos overwhelms, we can't operate. We can't do. And we can't do well when we are hit with multiple things at the same time. You will never see, as far as I know, a quarterback on the field right before the snap checking WhatsApp ever. And no one's got to tell them that. Because the task at hand is so large that he needs every bit of his mental attention that he can't bring anything else in. What's happening in that pocket, quarterback is trying to take all the chaos and order it, and he can't add anything else in. There's too much that has to get done. But if he's on the back of the bus after the game's over an hour later, there's nothing for him to order. It's all ordered already. He's doing nothing. So then he can go out and get more chaos through his social media app. So understand that the game of effectiveness by the research done by Mihai, Mihai, Chicks and Mihai, flow, doing at the highest level, optimal performance in life is based on the ability to put order in chaos. And chaos doesn't mean that like you're sitting on a subway. Chaos can mean that you're sitting at your desk and there's 10 things to do. Chaos can mean that you're sitting in your house and your brain is giving you 50 things to do. Chaos can mean anything that is pulling your mind in multiple directions. And that's how people can go their life. Do, 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 and not feel really much like they're anywhere. This is the work of a woman named Joy something. I forgot her last name. This work that she did, I quoted her in the book. I forgot her name. It was Joy something. She wrote a book on parents young parents and she found that I think I spoke about this once that the, believe it or not check this out this is this is a scary stat the most dissatisfied group of people she found like not in the whole world but in this category of parents is, is young working moms and the reason is because wherever they are they feel like they're not they're never enough young working moms when they're working they feel like they should be home when they're home they feel like they should be working they never are there. Everywhere they are, their brain goes, you should be someplace else. Chaos. Let me tell you another chaos. And I'm, we're identifying problems. We'll get the solutions with God's help. Let me tell you another chaos. You ready for this chaos? Will my actions have an impact? That's chaos. Will what I say be liked by the people that hear it? No, not prepping what I say while I'm saying it. So now I'm not really saying it with its fullest because I'm spending part of my brain going, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Do they like it? Does she like it? Does he like it? Do they like it? Will my actions have their impact is distracting one from the action itself and adding mental pressures that are outside your control. You want another big area of chaos? Trying to control that which you can't control. Major. You're driving in a car and you hit traffic and all you're doing is staring for what's going on. What's going on? I can't see what's going on. Can I get out of this lane? Can I get out of this lane? Worrying. 
major chaos. Mark, Mark Twain's famous quote. When Andy will get the real quote, I'll just butcher it and get close enough. Mark Twain has said that he has suffered many, many tragedies in life, most of which have not come true. Right? Worrying is trying to control things that are not in front of you. If we can just break it down to what it is, it's chaos that you bring into your brain that gets in the way of the things you have to do and now takes your brain while you're acting and it brings chaos. Worrying is chaos. We want to give you another bit of chaos. You ready? Replaying old scenarios in your head a million times now with different outcomes. You ever do this? Ever replay a scenario, but now like you're going to deliver the perfect line. It's never going to happen. You're never going to deliver the line. And it's, it's never going to happen again, but you're, you're replaying it. You're pulling from the past. You're pulling from the future. You're worrying. It's chaos. It's all you're doing. You're, what you're doing is you're taking a machine called your brain and going, hmm, how do I make this less effective? I got a day today. I got a lot to do. Let me see what I can do to make sure that I don't get through my day and feel exhausted at the same time. This is awesome. If I don't accomplish things on my, ta- on my task list and I'm exhausted, how, would I, how do I pull that off? I know how. Let me bring chaos into my brain so my mental capacities are at minimum capacity because I've got so much in there and my brain is an integrating machine and it's seeking and desiring order. All I got to do is throw into my brain like what's going to be in the future and my brain's like, okay, what do I do? Do I do like put into your brain like what's going to be in the future and your brain's like, okay, I'm ready. Like, okay, let's let's do that. Okay, uh, was this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Is this going to happen? And all of a sudden it's connecting dots. This happens to me right now. I've got something coming up in the next few weeks. And literally today, this happened to me. I'm praying this morning. And I want to concentrate. And I find my brain going to like, okay, when I get there, this can happen, that can happen, that can happen, this can happen, this can happen. Wait a second. Am I going to see this person? It's meaning to work out. And my, I have no idea. Not even control of it. In fact, between me and you, by the time prayer is over, I forgot half of it. And I, all of a sudden, I'm done and realize, wow, I just ruined my prayer. And I ruined my, I'm not even getting any close to my goal. That was wonderful, Charlie. Like, that was great. Awesome. More chaos. Let me just make me more mediocre. How about that? Awesome what we do to ourselves, right? Just for today, let's, I don't want to get into like this, the, 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 the good part yet. I don't want to, I don't want to like, let's, let's, let's not do that yet. Let's not, let's not let ourselves off the hook so easily. Let's, let's sit on this for, let's sip this coffee for a drop. Try today to sip this coffee. How much chaos do I bring into my life? Grudges. Playing the past, worrying about the future. Multitasking incessantly. I get to a place where I'm finally mentally calm, like walking or driving, and I must scroll or do Prozac. I love (laughs) I must scroll or do like I have to continuously fill this brain upwards and even when I'm finally settling down I can't even let it settle down for a second because like feed it 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 and then like and even if that's okay, like, even if I'm blessed with things, I got to like find and poke things that are wrong and dramatize that, which is not really that dramatic. 
I'd go even one step further with it and then we'll, we'll, we'll call for the day. You know, even, even looking back at things, this is what we spoke about two days ago about people that let us down. You know, even holding on to that is bringing chaos into our lives. Even holding on to things where we're right brings chaos into our lives. And chaos in our brains is why we're not more effective in our actions. We're going to spend a little time in doing. Before we do, we have to think. Remember, our, 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 our arms, our legs, right? our actions don't just spontaneously come out. They are directed from the computer. The control tower in our brains is directing our hand. So we can't talk about like doing, like as if like it's about my hands doing or my mouth speaking. When we mean doing, we mean directing the actions. So let's think about this for the day. How much, and, and by the way, let's just watch it today. How much chaos do I bring into my life? Forget the chaos that comes into my life. I can't control that. Like I can't control traffic. I can't control whether this happens. I can't do that. But what about the stuff that I can control? How much chaos do I add to my mind? And once we start to get underneath this, we'll start seeing that just like allowing somebody else to make us feel honored is, is a, a futile exercise that only leads us uh, frustrated. And just like resting and spending too much time focusing on the impact leaves us feeling vulnerable. Allowing the chaos into our minds leaves us feeling overwhelmed, unaccomplished, and sometimes hopeless. Not that we're hopeless, but we think it's hopeless. All right. Looking forward to exploring. Have an awesome day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.